Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Parshas Yisro, candlelighting in New York at 4.40. 4.40 is your official candlelighting time here in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. And uh, always a, uh, not just a pleasure, but always a significantly more inspirational uh, to have Rabbi Yudin speak to us from Israel, live from the Holy Land. Always more inspiration. It's always inspirational. That I could tell you. I could tell you that for almost four decades. Uh, but when uh, Rabbi Yudin is in Israel speaking to us about the parsha, it takes on even greater significance. This time each and every Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And uh, good afternoon for those who are fortunate enough to be with me in Eretz Yisrael. Today's program is coming from Beit Shemesh and uh, Kishmo Kainu, nice and sunny, very nice day in Eretz Yisrael. And um, I'm a bit nostalgic because I've been privileged to be here. Thank God this is the fifth Shabbos. But um, uh, next week, back to Fairlawn, New Jersey, Mir Hashem, and uh, uh, my consolation is that not only will I be able to, Bar Hashem, continue uh, with JM in the AM, but also, thank God, to teach at Yeshiva University. Okay, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Yisro. Parshas Yisro, according to the Chinuch, contains 17 mitzvos, three positive and 14 restrictions. Now, Let's understand something. How important is Parsha Yisro? So you're going to say to me, very, and you're going to say every Parsha is important. Yes, but go immediately to the Rashi at the very end of chapter 1 of Bereshit, where the Torah says that, The sixth day. It doesn't say the fifth or any other day, the the sixth day, because Rashi says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a condition, a tenai, with the world that he had just created, and said, look here, if Klai Yisrael accepts the Torah, then there'll be purpose and meaning to the world, and it will continue. But if not, there's no purpose for this world. So how important is Parshas Yisro? It is literally the implementation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's desire that we have a world. Remember, his takel be'oraisa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally looked into the Torah, Ubara Alma, and then he created the world. And so, what I'd like to do is review quickly the Aseris Hadibros. But I'd like to do it but a little bit of a different way. We know that there is a minhog, almost universal, to stand for the Aseris Adibros. Interestingly, in Eretz Yisrael, for Eschanan, I learned this morning that they do not. But we stand for both Parshas Yisrael and Eschanan. Uh, and the idea is why? The Rambam was against this practice of standing because we don't want to give the impression that any one part of Torah is more important. And therefore, 
we follow the concept and the teaching of the Ramban, who says that to remember the experience, Ma'amad Har Sinai, is a biblical mitzvah, and we do it on Shavuos, and we do it as well this Shabbos. So it's very possible that the reading of the Torah this Shabbos is not simply a rabbinic mitzvah as every Shabbos of reading the Torah, but it might be boosted up to, on a Torah level, Maimad Har Sinai. Now, why do we stand? The Pesach says, Vayisyatsu Bisaktis Hahar, they stood at the foot of the mountain, and we are reliving their experience. Now, what's very important to know is that the way the Torah is read is for the Aserah Hadibros is different than the way the Ta'amim, the notes, appear in the Chumash. The Chumash has what is known as Tam Tachton. Literally, the notes at the bottom, as you find throughout the Torah. Tam Elion, which is the way we read it in public, in Shul, has the Ten Commandments as just that. Ten separate individual commandments categories. So, the second commandment of contains no less than one, two, three, four psukim. The four psukim are not read individually as psukim. They're read as one long pasuk, one dibra, the second of the Ten Commandments. And similarly, regarding Shabbos. Shabbos is one, two, three psukim, long psukim, and it's read as one long pasuk. So it's in your Chumash, you're going to find what is known as tam tachton, the notes, which according to the Gemara Megillah, the ta'amim, are halacha l'moshe misinai. They come from when Moshe came down from the mountain. He taught the people that God gave a system of reading called Ta'amim. And here, this Shabbos, we're going to be reading in the Beis HaKnesses, the Aseris HaDibros, with Tam Elion. I'd like to make the following um, suggestion that I heard from one of my colleagues, and I am excited about it. And that is that Tam Tachton which divides it into psukim, is taking the Ten Commandments on its literal level. However, Tam Elion, as we're going to read it in the Beis HaKnesses, is raising it to a greater, higher standard. Now, what does that mean? It means the Medjish, <coughs> excuse me, tells us that Kol Hashem Bakoach, what does that mean? Hashem at Sinai recited to Am Yisrael and indeed the entire world the Ten Commandments, but not everybody understood it in the same way. What does that mean? Each person understood the Ten Commandments in accordance with their personal intellectual level. And so, 
I will show that, for example, let's get started. The first of the Ten Commandments, Hashem I am your God, that took you out of Mitzrayim, the base of Odim, from the house of slavery. Good. That is the first of the Ten Commandments. To remember what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us in the past. The Tom Elion tells us, wait a minute. We're not only to remember what he did in the past, but we are to anticipate what he will do for us in the future. As the Navi Micha taught us, he made Eretz Mitzrayim, just as I took you out in the past, wow, will I show you Nifla'os in the future? So there is a deeper meaning in the Tam Elion. The second of the Ten Commandments is that of not to uh, recognize any other God other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The prohibition of idolatry, that would be your Tam Tachton. That would be the literal understanding of the text. The rabbis see this in a much greater way. Of course, someone is not going to take a piece of wood, a piece of metal, and bow down to it. But what does it mean? Don't you make yourself into an Avodah Zorah. Now, what does that mean, to make yourself into a god? Someone who, unfortunately, might possess a bit too much gaiva, amidst too much arrogance. That is an additional understanding of the second of the Ten Commandments. The Talmud teaches us in the Gemara Shabbos 105, whoever gets angry once again, he will evade Avodah Zarah. Now what does that mean? When a person is angry, they don't have the clear composure of mind, which a person is to have all the time, giving them the awareness of Hashem's presence. If your person, unfortunately, is in a state of anger, (coughs) that deflects him from the ideal reality, a much deeper understanding of lo The third of the Ten Commandments is lo don't take God's name in vain. Good. So what does that mean? A brachla I don't have a cup of coffee in front of me, and I don't have anything in front of me, and I make a bracha shakol baro. Good. That's a literal translation. But let's move it on to a higher level. The whole idea of recognizing the institution of Kedusha, that there is Kedusha's Hashem, that God's name literally is encased and emanates holiness. And therefore, a great part of the holiness of the Beis HaKnesses is, yes, it contains the Oron, no question, but the Tfilos, the Kedusha, literally that's recited in the Beis HaKnesses, is what contributes to it. So again, there's so much more than the literal understanding in this Tan Elion. Number four, and that is the Horus Yom HaShabbos Akadsho. Okay, the mitzvah of taking a cup of wine and reciting Kiddush. However, there's so much more to Shabbos than the recitation of Kiddush. 
We are to remember Shabbos as we do every single day. And that is, today we said in our davening, Ayom Yom Shishi Shabbos, each and every day. The concept that Shabbos is what energizes the rest of the week. And so the bracha for each of the days throughout the week comes from Shabbos. The fifth of the Ten Commandments is to honor one's parent. The literal translation is, the Gemara tells us in Kedushin 31, that the fulfillment of that is by reciprocating, doing for the parents what the parent did for you as a child. That's the literal translation of Kibbut, and that could be based very clearly on Hakara Satov. I recognize, realize what my parents did for me. However, on a deeper level, why do I honor my parents? Because, as the Gemara says in Kedushin, that there are three partners in man, and by honoring one's parent, one comes to honor a father in heaven. And so it's a, it's a step, stepping stone towards a much higher degree of spirituality. The sixth commandment is literally, don't take a weapon, and God forbid, kill somebody. However, it's not simply not to kill in a literal sense. It rather means we're not to embarrass somebody. Mutav, it's better, the Talmud teaches. That a person would almost literally tamar, rather than embarrass Yehuda and identify him by name, she's ready to be, to die. The concept of not embarrassing somebody else is exceedingly important. Again, a higher level of Mosirza. Now, Mosinov, which is literally do not commit adultery, we go on a much deeper level that there is sanctity in marriage. The whole concept of Taras HaMishpacha, the whole concept of Kedusha, of bringing the Shekhinah into the home, the concept of Kedusha's HaPeh, the sanctity of one's mouth, the prohibition of Nivalpeh, the institution of Shmiras Enaim, of person being careful what he, she watches. All this is included in this Tam Elion on a higher level for the Ten Commandments. Number eight, will signal, which is the literal translation from the context, just as six and seven are punishable by capital punishment. Number eight is will signal, and there's a prohibition of kidnapping, but the higher level of Tom Elion would be, wait a minute, Kedeva's Das, that you can't give the wrong impression. I invite you to come to my house for Shabbos, because I know that you don't know that I know, but I know that you're going away. You say to yourself, what a nice guy he is. But in reality, the only reason why I invited you is because I knew you weren't coming. Or the concept of Shoel Shalomidas. I am watching your object, period. You didn't give me permission to use it. I didn't ask for permission to use it. I use your object. I put it back in its place. The time that I used it without permission, I was a ganov. 
So the whole idea of Geneva is not simply whether it's kidnapping or, in a very literal sense, taking that which belongs and taking it from their domain to yours, but even on the Tom Elion is much more sophisticated. Number nine, Osalebe Reacha, a sheker, not to give false testimony, once again a prohibition with one's speech. This will go and will put it up the Tom Elion of the prohibition of Lashon Hara the prohibition of rechilos, whereby in Lashon Hara you are damaging somebody, their reputation, and in rechilos you are literally um, exposing secrets and those issues that a person would normally not want, uh, but normally kept quiet, you are exposing. And finally, the last one, Mosachmon, which is literally not to covet, probably very difficult, but if we understand, number one, that it all comes from God, then whatever the next one has, I can't be jealous of. That's what he needs. And whatever I have, that's what I need, and I cannot be jealous of the next one. So I hope that what we have done, learned, and studied together is that there is a much deeper appreciation to these Ten Commandments, and I pray that each and every year, we strive to not only understand the literal meaning of the Sarasa Dibros, but please God to incorporate and appreciate each of the Dibros on a higher level. Shabbat Shalom to all.